0: This is the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: MyMac Podcast Six Seventy, iPads the Go Go.
2: You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Mighty My Mac Podcast 670. Yes, iPads a go-go, or iPad a go-go, I don't really know. We'll find out in the middle section. Anyway, I've got to say that this week, Carl, Carl is standing in again because, well, the Searle is still away. But we've also got a fox, not a cheeky Leicester fox, but a Mr. Alex Fox. Welcome guys. Welcome one and all. How are you both? One I'm of you, well. one you one thank of you one of one of you start. <laughs> <laughs> I did start. <laughs> and you Alex, how are you? I'm
1: doing very well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. On it's been I think it's been over a year since I even plugged the microphone in. So, let's hope I can remember how to speak.
2: That would be good. Do you ever speak to any family or friends?
1: No, no, that's the point. Unless there's a <laughs> microphone and normally a camera in front of me, I, I don't speak. It's, if I'm not being paid for it, I don't do it.
2: All right. Well, that's fair enough.
0: Okay. Well, do you get? It's kind of funny. Kind of funny because he turns up in a pub like that with a microphone and earphones. <laughs> well, it's really, really, really odd. <laughs>
2: does he have to lift the microphone to his head before he speaks to you then he turns to yeah, your head. you you yeah. ask alex yeah. would you like some peanuts he turns to you and he brings the mic to his head he says "Yes, please carl that'd be lovely the only problem is there's no mute button in the pub so not,
0: you know. <laughs> sorry alex
1: that's quite okay am turning my microphone off now
0: <laughs> i can up and am going to bed
2: OK, so our bi- our building work is getting close to completion. And this week I made sure that the kitchen had a few electrical points on the top of the cupboard so I can place my Airport Express and link a set of audio engine speakers to them. Yes, yes. And then Mrs. G can use her remote control, link up to my Mac Mini, which has got the media centre on it, and play. Music to a heart's content. Is that or is that not forward thinking? Look at that, that's stunning. Well done, sir. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, must
1: admit and this isn't sexist at all, but if I suggested that to my wife she'd just look at me with a sideways glance and go Uh the stereo do me fine, thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I've taken her through the process because i've i've plugged a little airport express in i put a little bluetooth um connected um wired connected speaker to it and showed her how to do it and she looked at me and went i can live with that i can live with that so uh I, it'll be me that's using it more than anything or saying it just press the remote click there choose your music press play and she'll still say where's the radio yeah thanks for that um Everybody, I'm afraid I didn't spot the hum on last week's podcast until I was editing, so I have to apologise. <laughs> However, um, I think I'm going to apologise front of uh, front of show this time because I seem to have um, a bit of hum as- again this week, and it's coming through Skype, so I can't do anything about it. I'll see if I can adjust it in, uh, um, in post, but um, knowing my skills with uh, GarageBand, I doubt I'll be able to do much, but I'll try um I hope last week's hum didn't spoil the podcast too much for you, um but I'm sure that you enjoyed listening to Carl. And Carl, you've got a yeah. piece. You've got a bit in here. Tell, tell us. Go and speak to us. Well, you know, my week
0: I've been enjoying 4K content mainly from Netflix, Amazon Video, and YouTube because I went and bought. I'm not sure if I mentioned it on this show, but an Nvidia Shield, which is a small little box, it's about 180 quid, and you can play games and all kinds of stuff on it. Hopefully. You know, because recently I went and bought a 4K amp as well to go with my 4K uh, normal TV. And I'm hoping a certain fruit-based company next month will also come out of a 4K box so I can have access to all the iTunes movies I've been buying for the last few years as
2: well. Didn't we have a bit of a... Was it you and I had this conversation, or did I have a conversation with Guy the Week earlier about um, being that uh, somebody in the UK spotted that um, iTunes had got a 4K version of a movie that they'd downloaded and then they took that off yep. and, and I think I asked the question whether uh, a hack could actually make the current Apple TV 4K compatible
0: um, it, it, it might be able to but it wouldn't be able to do the hdr stuff and, and because it's just it's, it's not it's not fast It can't do the hevc stuff either i don't i don't believe right, okay. i could be wrong about that because it needs a certain processor in there um time
2: will tell i guess time <laughs> it all, will it tell comes down, but it unless you've got what but unless you've got 4k tv there's really little point is there
0: yeah absolutely it doesn't show up i mean people say oh you gotta get a certain distance away from it no it's a difference i call poppy cop on that because I, I can spot the difference um yeah it's, it looks wonderful everything looks wonderful when it streams through especially strangely enough youtube some of the videos on youtube from nature specialists and stuff like this is stunning
1: oh, i think that's what you call those videos it?
2: <laughs> yeah that's right me lad <laughs> officer it's a nature video yeah, be quiet. <laughs> Alex, what's been going on in your Mac world this week? Okay, well,
1: this week I finally got around to putting Sky Go on my Mac, which doesn't sound sort of that exciting, but the fact that for the last, I don't know, 25 years, I've paid for Sky, then Virgin, now Sky again, and I've never bothered to put a single one of their apps on anything I've ever owned, but the realisation that I owned it, and had already paid for it for yeah I might try that so and um, I, I, I didn't, don't bother even turning on the box anymore
2: I didn't realize you could actually get skygo for your um for your actual mac I thought there were only yeah. iOS devices but you can get yeah, it Yeah well, well what I did it's it's a
1: web app which is you know which is fine and then I just used coherence to make a, a desktop app just because I'm too lazy to go through that whole process of opening chrome um But there's, well, what I've actually done is Sky go, what, right? I'm I'm sure this is within the law, and I'm not that concerned, but what Sky have done is they've disabled uh, AirPlay with everything they do, which is fair enough. That's great. And I use AirParrot 2 on my machine, which actually is a good uh, recommendation, as it happens, because AirParrot 1 wasn't up to the job, but AirParrot 2 is so much better. But AirParrot will. Um, AirPlay anything right and and what I found is I can run it on my Mac be watching it and then go down to my cabin and turn it on down there via AirPlay watch it watch it in any room in the house if I want and watch it and it it doesn't have any lag doesn't have any sync issues it's running perfectly well Um, so I suppose after 25 years of finally getting around to doing something with i mean i'm sure they haven't had the app that long but that's how long i've been paying for sky or virgin um it was quite an exciting process being able to just not sit in front of the really big tv that i don't really like sitting in that room and watching it anyway on so <laughs> i've done that finally
2: i've got to say that sitting in our living room now and watching tv on a big screen has become a much less event mainly because of where we're now living and we kind of turn the chairs around and look outside or go outside um but equally it's we tend to use our, our ipads and more of that later uh and um i, I must admit I, I do use the apple tv and that's linked up to the big screen i suppose but uh we do watch less and less on the main on the main screen because there's there's so many other ways of watching it and and streaming right. it these days isn't there exactly how about you, Carl? Do you, uh, do you Sky at all or not? Or do you, or do you spit on Sky? <laughs> oh, I don't give Murdoch any of my money. <laughs> anyway, but
0: no. Um, but I, I don't watch regular TV either. I've got no, no way – well, there are a few streaming options, I suppose – but no real way of getting terrestrial telly into my house. So my content is all online or streaming or stuff I get off iTunes.
2: What, could, do you not have an area, or are you in a block of flats? Or no, we, or we should, or, oddly or, enough, I don't
0: know if they fixed it. But when they put up Canary Wharf, it created this like sh- shadow all across London. Ah. And if you was in this thin sliver, you couldn't get a signal because you got the yeah, two
1: ghosts. Only the cheap parts of London. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here. But uh, yeah, and ever since then, there was meant to put up, put up some area on top of it to counter it, but they never did. So we 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 never bothered. But uh, now I, I don't buy for Virgin anymore, or anything
2: like that, really. So. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. OK. Well, if you'd like to go over to the mighty MyMac recent articles, Carl, if you'd like to start us oh. off, because I know that you were really, really keen on doing this one, and um, <laughs> we'll take it from there. OK. Uh, <clears throat> Deezer is better than
0: Spotify, yes or no, by Nemo Mimo. I like that. I just like the sound of that. Anyway, two music streaming services compared, each at $10 per month for unlimited listening and downloading. Family plans are available. Most comments refer to the
2: iPad and iPhone apps. Uh, go over to the website and take a, a slightly more in-depth view of a Nemo Memo. <laughs> Nemo Memo. <laughs> it
0: sounds like an ambulance. Nemo Memo. <laughs> Nemo Memo. <laughs>
2: Nemo.
1: <laughs> sounds like an ambulance with Tourette's.
2: Yeah. <laughs> don't start swearing um (laughs) bloody isn't a word isn't a swear word no it bloody isn't anyway i'm gonna get told off for that now aren't i that's that's the vicar of Dibley. if anybody's wanting to know why i suddenly jumped in with that um it's not my tourette's kicking in um alex (laughs) would you like would you like to say the next one
1: Unfade photo scanner ios app review warren sklar
2: oh he did he, he didn't do it did he carl <laughs> he did no that. idea he, he didn't no do idea. it he's no idea carry on
1: carry on I would, i'll do some silly voice later if that gets. no out no of trouble.
2: no well you could yeah that might get you out of trouble
1: yeah. <laughs> Unfade is an iphone app that converts your non-digital photos into digital i tested which I didn't someone else oh, did I'm sorry I, I, that's,
2: <laughs> now my hands up that was my fault I didn't adjust it my fault everyone Alex Warren Sklar <laughs> tested
1: <laughs> the paid version for this review the paid version is $6.99 and adds features such as unlimited scanning added filters iCloud sync and the ability to name and date photos the free version works what did it say indefinitively I can't read that Anyway, indefinitely, isn't it? is not that isn't what it, it? says? Because Okay,
0: go indefinitely. For, go for indefinitely. Features.
2: Yeah. It's a very blurry part, that bit, sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: Clean your screen. <laughs> why, did, why did you say Boo added filters?
1: Uh, you know, it, it, as uh, somebody that may have taken the odd photo in my life, it took me <laughs> 10 years of real badgering to go onto Instagram because Instagram was just take a good picture and ruin it. Right, and um, I finally went on to Instagram, and people seem to have stopped ruining every picture with filters. And I just looked at that, and went, "Oh dear, someone else wants to ruin good pictures with filters." Do that? Okay,
2: okay. The, so, is there no reason why somebody should be able to actually change the photograph that they took with a filter for their own um, for their own there fulfillment?
1: There is, is every reason for <laughs> own fulfillment to put filters on things, but I think the problem is over the years it was like um watching people that went, didn't go to chef school and someone said you need a little bit of seasoning and then they poured a whole pot of salt on everything they cooked
2: and that's, that's what was happening good before. analogy good analogy i like it okay so go over and read warren's review but if you ever use the filters and you're not a professional then you, alex is going to have words with you okay Thanks very much. (laughs) Uh, Essential Apple Podcast 53 of Rain, Pain, Welsh Valleys and Old Wi-Fi Routers. OMG, both host together at the same time. Some mistake, surely. But, of course, that much luck can't last. And Mark has to bail out halfway through. Never mind. Luckily, they have a guest, Suffolk Pete from the Suffolk Mac user group. That's handy. Um, To help us trample all over the tech news and stories that caught their attention during the week. Okay. next one. Free Geeky Ladies. Mac Maintenance with Tom
0: Schmidt. Schmidt, I think. Episode 108. Elisa, Eliza and Vicky are joined by fourth geek lady... What? For like Tom Schmidt to talk about
2: Mac maintenance. Yeah, he's become an honorary lady on that show. Apparently. Ah, that makes right. sense. Thomasina,
1: don't you get it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, if you'd like to finish him off this week, I'll try to. <laughs> New Force BE2
1: Bluetooth in here. Headphones, review. Oh, here we go. I'm going to get in trouble again. Let's just say Sam Negri and I hope you don't all tell me off.
2: He just doesn't know, Carl, does he? He just doesn't know. You're meant to take the first
0: letter of the surname and replace it with the first letter of the first name. No, okay,
1: that's fine, but I couldn't even read a single word indefinitely before.
2: (laughs) If you want me to get that? Fair point. Uh, Yeah, well made. Fair point, well made. New
1: Force (laughs) BE2 Bluetooth Bluetooth in ear headphones. (laughs) I'm trying not on every word now. Are the newest headsets released by Optoma? an innovative company in the ever-expanded world of audio and video products. Competition in this field has become so intense that it's now possible to get very satisfying performance from headphones selling for between $25 and $50. The more you spend, the more refined the performance will be. Remarkably, as the b 2 illustrates, by spending as little as $15 more than the $25 headphones, there is something of quantum improvement in the sound quality
2: go over to the website and read the full reviews on each of those articles we've raised and um you know next week guy will take it in pains i'm sure to start reversing the letters on the <clears> names as we read them but guy it's time to move on we really need to stop doing that now i'm going to get a right telling off carl next week aren't i <laughs> okay if you'd like to read for the mighty my mac Website, Please send an email to John Nemo, who does the Nemo Memo. Nemo, memo, Nemo, Nemo, Nemo. I knew you was going to jump in there. That's why I hesitated. So if uh, you knew
1: what you're doing, you'd have said it was a memo Nemo, actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, dear, I'm going to have trouble today, aren't I? Okay, uh, and send yes. an, an email to John Nemo at Nemo at mymac.com. That's not at, Nemo at MyMap.com because that's going to go nowhere. Just go Nemo at mymap.com and it'll get through to him. And you could be reviewing software, hardware, all sorts of stuff for the Mighty MyMap podcast. Not the podcast, the website, even. But we'll crucify that, that review on here as we've just done over the last ooh, three or four, five, six years. I don't know how long I've been podcasting with Guy now. Must be a long time feels like a marriage okay um would both of you like to give us your contact details very briefly starting with carl
0: oh you can hold me on twitter at clause one zero one, or over on the mac and forth or here and
2: there show alex how can people (laughs) how can people contact you if they wish
1: i really do think my uh twitter (laughs) handle is very british view but i'm not sure i didn't change it
2: (laughs) It's very British view. It is. I, I no, can it's guarantee. not. That's the old one. It oh. changed.
1: The very British life. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> and that was two years ago. But you know, I don't ever hand it out, do I? Because I don't speak to people.
2: Okay, that's no, that's true. Well, you don't have to speak. You can tap to people on that. Yeah, if right, you'd yeah, like that's... to con, if you'd like to contact guy, guy at mymac dot com or contact him on the twitters twitter dot com forward slash mac parrot or myself Gaz. That's... No, 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 we sorry. don't do, No silly business at this point Sorry, yes, sorry. You Slap your wrist Ga- <laughs> Gaz at com Or on the Twitters, twitter.com Forward slash gazmaz, uh, If you want to contact us on Skype It's plus one if you're outside the US 703-436-9501 um, I'm going to ask Carl here Because <laughs> it's probably the safest bet Would you like to take <laughs> us out? <laughs> Would you like to take us out, Carl?
0: Why would everyone please stand by to stand by and we'll be right back.
2: Very quick, very concise, I'm impressed. Yeah, I think just a straight ad, don't you? Yeah. Like what what would we say? Like tech fan podcast or uh, Are you are you interested in technology and gadgets? Uh-huh. Do you um Want to listen to two guys who know technology and gadgets? Are we claiming to be those guys? Yes. <laughs> well, there, there we go. Are we claiming to be, the, be those guys? You be the judge, Tech Fan Podcast. No, yeah, that'll work. Yeah? Let's use that as an yeah. ad. Okay.
0: Russian hacking is true. How else could you explain them still being on the air? The G-min on the my Mac podcast
2: hi everyone and welcome to the second section of the mighty my Mac podcast six hundred and seventy it 's almost a round number that is anyway I thought that I would like to talk about iPads Guy and myself have actually had the discussion about iPads on topic for many many shows but we 've never really got round of it because we 've had so much other important stuff to talk about yeah yeah um carl's laughing there because he knows what i'm on about but anyway there was there was a link that struck me several months ago and it said basically or it was talking about the ipad has an install base of over 300 million now the article is a few months old and since this um was released apple have had a better quarter than the final quarter that was showing on this particular article. But it's still got a far larger audience than that of the Mac, which is somewhere between 100 and 150 million. Um, Whereas the iPad uh, acquired this audience in about seven years, the Mac took almost 33 years to get to the uh, 100 to 150 million base. Now, there are a few guesses in the article about what this means. uh, But I think, put simply, this means they've got a massive audience with the device. However, there's one point that I'd like to know, which I don't think we'll ever know, is just how many of those iPads, and probably how many of those Macs are still in use. Because obviously, uh, a users or sold um, devices of 150 million, not all of those Macs are still going to be in use. But I've got to say, I think as a percentage... The iPad, the older iPads, there's a much higher percentage of the older iPads probably still in use rather than the old Macs. But that's something we can come on to and I can ask the question of the guys a little bit later. Now, although he's not here, Guy had actually put a a note in about this particular article some time ago. And he said that this reminds me of all the talk about the drop in sales year on year between the iPhone 6 and the 6S, people waiting for device X... Uh, and the reason he's saying this is if you go over to this particular article there's <laughs> there's very much a increase in sales drop in sales increase in sales drop in sales probably down to each new release release release, release. <laughs> um and he he's talking about uh, people waiting for the device x and to rush out and buy one uh and then they're happy with it and then they hold on to it until there's a reasonable reason to upgrade but he does say this is guy by the way that iPads are not iPhones yes very insightful. clever insightful God, yeah. guy I'm glad t- i came on here i'll tell you what that if if, if if you're listening guy i you had to be here you had to be here <laughs> i did not adjust that <laughs> that sentence as you wrote it anyway uh, now <laughs> There was another one which talked about the difference between the iPad Pro and the and the standard iPad and which particular version is right for you. Now, this is quite, a good article, so I'll put the, um, the link into the show notes and if you want to go over. But again, I think <coughs> things are moving on because we've now got the 12.9-inch the iPad Pro, and you know what? It's all about budget. Anyway, Guy had another sorry, go on, Carl. Well
0: oh. I was gonna say the article you're just talking about was comparing the then current nine point yes. seven yes. iPad. Of course, since then they've released the second generation correct of, of both of those
2: devices. So Yeah, that's why I wasn't dwelling on the um, the article too much, but you jumped in and sorry well done it <laughs> No, but that no it's a fair point, well made. It's a fair point well made. Um, and of course the problem with these articles everyone is they never get updated you have to look for new articles and i couldn't be bothered anyway (laughs) guy, i'm only being honest i'm only being honest anyway guy said about this unless you need to use the apple pencil and the slightly more shiny screen i would recommend the newer ipad over the nine nine point seven inch ipad pro if i was in the market Though he would get the twelve point nine inch iPad Pro. But there again, guy is six foot five, I think he is, and probably got Midget. big hat he's got big hands. Yeah, all right, all right. We're all midgets compared to you, Mr. Carl. Um anyway, I, I, I think that the upcoming iOS eleven is gonna make the iPad range I've written here, um, a force to contend with when it comes to laptops. Um, so do we think that the iPad is a true contender uh, versus a laptop replacement? Or is it still just a complementary device? So I'm going to jump in and ask you two guys that question. Um, I'm going to jump in to ask Carl first whether he uses it uh, as a complementary device, whether he uses it as a main machine, or whether he thinks that people could generally use the iPad as a, uh, a PC, air quotes going on here. Um, or whether it uh, is something a force to contend with moving forward.
0: Well, I, well, the way I look at it is, it's, see, me personally, I use my iPad every every day when I'm looking for new stories for my show, for example. I put them all together. I send them all off to my Insta, uh, Instapocket account. So they all store up there. Then I move them across to Apple Notes, and then I get all the notes ready and share it with all the guys. And then after I've done a show, I use my iPad and an application called Ferrite to actually edit the entire show so I can lay lay back on my bed just using my finger to move all the audio tracks around and it's a joy um, the, the iPad Pro makes that very easy to do now because it's so powerful but I, on, if I wasn't doing podcasting um, or anything to do with videos or, or, or like, like just massive photography um, projects like Alex does I would probably be personally be able to get away with using an iPad and there is definitely a significant amount of people out there, it might not be mega huge but if you think if you ask most people what they use computers for it's normally unfortunately in this day and age Facebook sending email consuming news and things like this and, and looking at pictures or sharing pictures and a lot of them things can be done on an iPad as well as a phone but it's only once you start going into more complex tasks like huge spreadsheets or huge documents although actually writing on your iPad is quite nice if you've got an external keyboard but there's only other things like video editing. And again, the iPad has a couple apps now. One called, I think it's Summit Fusion. I can't remember. Video Fusion is coming up, and it's making it a very uh, very good platform to do on-the-spot video editing, which then you can hopefully at some point move out and put into Final Cut Pro, for example. Um, there's now some very good photo apps on there. Uh, Affinity Photo, for example, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's moving on bit by bit. And I think the reason why the report was saying they're seeing a drop in sales It's because the iPad just keeps on going. I know people still out there on Generation 1. Yeah. Because it, it still keeps ticking over. It doesn't have the latest iOS on there, granted. But for the things they like to do it still does it and and uh you know there's not as much chance of you breaking your ipad because you're not carrying it around all the time it's not in your hand most of the time as you're walking down the street
2: and i think most people put the ipad in a a more robust case as well yeah because because (laughs) i i think they're a a pretty sturdy device because i've got to say and i think we've had this conversation before with uh, with guy uh, I throw my iPad around a lot more than I throw my iPhone around. You know, I'll throw it over to somebody on another settee, and you know, I won't throw it at them. <laughs> I've got to <laughs> emphasise that I will throw it over towards the settee so it just lands. I'm not worried, but I'd never throw my phone across. You know, the same, <laughs> the same distance, whether it was going to land on the settee or not. But you know, we're we're much less careful with our iPads, so that I think they are fairly robust devices. Though. That's it. And uh, the other
0: thing is, I've 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 had a number of Android tablets. I've had like like the Huddle from Tesco. I've had uh, Amazon's Fire. I've even had a Google tablet as well. And they're great. They're great for what they are. And they mainly, I usually, I mainly use them for pure consumption devices, like reading, watching video, and stuff like this. I've tried to do something like actual work on it, constructive work on them, and they just fail miserably. Because not because of the hardware necessarily, but just because the applications are not there as they are when it comes to
2: the ios devices so did i hear correctly if you didn't have to do podcasting you'd probably just live with an ipad i would i would have a lot more money in my
0: pocket (laughs) let's put it this way if i didn't have to do podcasting or choose to do podcasts
2: yes yes cool okay alex what do you think is is any of that ring true to you have you got a different perspective have you seen different use cases would you never touch an ipad with a barge pole for your top for your photography or is it something which has crossed your mind give us give us your thoughts
1: right okay The, the the simple thing is i mean i i've bought ipads i own iPads. I even charged one up about a month ago because I realised I hadn't plugged it in for nearly a year. Um, I have, on my desk, I have a pile of tablets uh, because I like small ones. And like Carl, I like, oh, there's a Windows tablet. I haven't had one of those. So I buy one, play with it, never charge it again. I have literally got a pile with the Kindle on top because that's the only, not the Kindle, it is the Kindle. The Kindle Paperwhite, whatever, is on top because it's the only one I ever use. Um, And they they look nice in a pile. The thing is, with all of these things, you say case use. um, Like, for instance, my case use is I've got an office at home. There is always a Mac, and it's always on, 24 hours a day. So for me, it's just as easy to come in here and send an email, sit at a comfortable chair, do everything I've got to do. Here, not a problem. Uh, The iPad was just, I was in Apple, was bored, so I just bought one. That was when it started. If I'm sitting on a chair and I can't be bothered to go into the room with the iMac and I get an email, I'll answer it on my phone or I'll read it on my phone. It, The iPad, it's complementary only as in um, it's like a step between my phone to then my uh, MacBook Pros, then to my iPad. I thought it would sit somewhere in the middle because of the complementary nature of, of the app. Right, for instance, you sent me a show doc earlier. I opened it up on my phone and read it, uh, just to get an idea of what it was when you sent it earlier. When I wanted to go for it properly, I opened it up on the Mac and read it properly. It then went to all the links properly, et cetera. So I think, you know, the sort of question, does it, does it replace, you know, a laptop or a computer Yes, it will do for a certain amount of people, but only because of what they use the the computer for mm-hmm. can quite easily be done on an iPad. Now, if I didn't have a home office and I had to go into, I don't know, a bedroom and turn on a computer and sit down and all the paraphernalia that goes with reorganizing your life to make an effort, I might do things on the iPad. But to be honest, it takes me longer to go and find out the last place somebody threw it Go and find it, charge it, then use it. Than it does to walk in and turn on an already turned on machine. They are, they are wonderful machines. They're a wonderful invention, but they aren't a replacement. They're um, they're a complementary thing. Now, if what it offers you is all you need in life from a computer, then that's great. But there is nothing that jump between my phone. Uh, a laptop or the Mac. I mean, I've got to be honest, I have three MacBook Pros and my very, very most expensive one well, it's actually no. it's now the most second most expensive because I bought another one for one of my kids, but my second most expensive one, I'd watch Netflix on it because it's easier than putting my glasses on when I'm in bed. And that cost me two and a half thousand pounds. It's just, it's just case. And now if if i can do it on my phone office wise i do it on my phone my next step is always to go to the imac um but there'll be loads of people i mean i personally there's very little that i couldn't do on my phone that i would ever want to do on a an ipad okay because so, of, i don't use it for that facility
2: no so i think you're you're the sort of case where you're a Professional who uses Macs in a professional way, a truly exactly. professional way, yeah. and I think that people who are in that scenario probably may or may not u- utilize an iPad as an accessory to their day-to-day workings in using. Yeah, I mean, I can
1: find reasons to use it, but to be honest you know, I only did that when I was trying to excuse the amount of money I paid for it to the wife. (laughs) Once I'd sort of got away with that, then it was like, you know what? It's great to sit there reading on there, but I've also got a MacBook pro next to me, or I can just walk into the next room and look at my triple screen setup and, you know, enjoy, you know, I'd be more comfortable actually sitting at my office desk reading or whatever it is you do. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, I did try it for a while with the iPad. I used it as um, a remote screen for my cameras. And, look, I haven't got the most up-to-date, but the lag on it was just, it was no good. But because it was a possibility, I just tried to shoehorn it somehow into my work process. But, you know, it actually turned out to be a complete waste of time. I'm better off just holding a small MacBook Pro and using that. And just as good.
0: Go on, go on, Carl. Of course, I think the situation is the way you know. The the, the points that me and Alex made there is because it's it's mainly, I think, Apple's to blame, obviously, because their hardware in the first place. But but they were so adamant for so long until like this next iteration coming up, where no, the iOS iOS runs on the iPad and it runs on the phone. And they are basically exactly the same apart from size and a bit of hardware difference in speed and processor power and stuff like this. Now, with iOS 11, they're going to start to break that mold and start to make things you can do on the iPad that you cannot do on the phone. And it will hopefully help to differentiate that both in the minds of customers and in developers as well. Because we're a much smaller user base when it comes to iPads. Developers are not always... You know that, that willing to, to plug all that finance and that, that research into doing an iPad app if they know they've got a much smaller audience and at the moment the pro audience which is those pro machines are just fantastic they're super fast, they can handle almost anything you throw at them, some of them are even more powerful than the MacBooks now yeah, but yeah. The,
2: the install base is tiny and you've got well well, well, okay yeah right so let me just interrupt interrupt you there carl if i may because if if we go back to that first link that i put into the start of this show where the ipad install base is over 300 million and that's that's increased quite a lot in that last quarter because they've had a good quarter with ipads compared to Macs, which over the 33 years is 150 million so developers a little bit like infinity is it infinity photo Mm -hmm, if they if they put their mind to it they can produce some really cracking apps for the mac and actually make some money out of it so i think you're right i think and i i'm on the cusp i think that they should be the same they should be able to do the same but I'm, i'm i'm leaning now towards the statement that you just made that they should now start to make some differentiation between the ipad and the phones because alex alex he's, he's got his i he's got his iphone he's got his Macs. fine he doesn't he may or may not need an inter you know a, a, something in the middle which is the ipad um and there could be lots of people that may say oh i, I i'm exactly the same scenario with alex but i'm always using my ipad fine we've all got different use cases but i think there's a lot of use cases out there and i think mrs g my wife is a case in point is she rarely now rarely uses the imac that i've got i'm the one that's normally sat in front of it messing about with the photos which she then looks on the ipad you know all of the adjustments i'm doing now i don't Alex I do very little in the way of of <laughs> color adjustment and any of that what I'm doing is cropping and changing some of that stuff all right just before no,
1: that's fine <laughs> you, don't to, you, you don't have to excuse my my idiosyncrasies
2: <laughs> but but she's so and and also they'll then get streamed across the Apple TV. But she only occasionally comes to the iMac to do something which she finds more useful to be sat in front of the screen to be able to do it. But yeah. I'll, I'm going to say something now. She actually doesn't like the iMac because the screen is too good, because it's too <laughs> because it's too small. She doesn't too- care about it having. 5k worth of you know of of pixels she just wants to be able to get on and see all the stuff on the screen know where it all is and, and use it so there are so many scenarios out there and so many different ways of utilizing the equipment and alex and yourself and myself and mrs g are all cases in point but i've got to say that i think i agree with you carl that they've got to start making some differentiation between the software that you can use on the pad than you can on the phone
1: can i can i just come back and just to make a point about what you just said
2: i think if you
1: talk about the fundamental difference as um a professional user i think what it comes down to is this you can go and buy a you know a thousand pound ipad and it will do some amazing things, right? But the way it's written, and because of the input device, be it your finger, a pen, a keyboard, or whatever it happens to be, they've rewritten it in a way that, for, you know, for the right reasons, that, that is designed amateur first, okay? Now, that is perfectly viable, and I completely understand. But it's the same way as, you know, you can take a lovely picture on an iPhone, but it's still not going to be as good as a, yeah. a professional, hopefully not as good as I can say, as a professional using a professional camera. Now, the software that you use, Affinity and the rest of it, it is wonderful. But what they have done, they have, they have built it in a way to be um, iOS compliant, which is, you know, a drag on here to change this. Or a, you, know, you move this around to change the highlight or the contrast or whatever it happens to be. But it's all to do with the way it's inputted. And it's funny, what what I thought about that new MacBook Pro with the, I don't know what they called it, a Touch, touch bar, bar or whatever bar. it was. Yeah. And to me, that was Apple saying, you know what, we are going to try and, you know you're saying the two things need to be di- more differentiated. What I think that's them trying to do is to try and add the, I don't, I don't want to use the word amateur as in it's a negative because it's not, but we want to be able to use the, the touch feel, right. the use a slider, see what happens. Oh, that's just about right in to my eye version of doing things to the hardware. And that's what they try to do. So they've tried to sort of get the two things to have a similar method, if you like. So, And what the trouble is, when you come to it from the professional end, what you're doing editing wise is, is point and click right it is filters it is this that and the other and look I play there is nothing wrong at all in doing that but it is if you like dumbing down the level but for Mm. most people and I I completely accept that that level is not only perfectly suitable it's going to give them the opportunity to create something they would never be able to create because of why the hell do they one want to pay for or two spend the last 20 years like I do learning photoshop because every time something else new comes out i have to relearn it now after all that time in photoshop i probably know five percent well no i probably know ten percent and five percent of it i know really well now you don't need that for anyone else so like i say for the majority of people the ios version whether it be on your phone whether it be on an ipad or even a version that they might now introduce to the Mac using all these new input devices like the touch bar that's perfectly valid and perfectly acceptable and that's why i think the ipad in that respect is a replacement for an imac or uh, or the macbook pro because of what it's doing is democratizing the ability to do things that only professionals could have done now i hope that i'm still slightly better at the editing editing than someone that's using Affinity Pro on the iPad and that's only a hope I'm not saying that I am but I also think it's a good thing that people should have the opportunity to be able to create marvellous and wonderful things using these new input things where it's almost like um, you know slide it, see what you get because it's definitely better than auto filters etc etc and so I do believe it's a wonderful thing it's just for me it's a step back but for a lot of people, it's actually a massive advancement in what they're actually being able to have the opportunity to produce. So, in that respect, it's a wonderful thing.
0: I think, I would have said I would totally agree with you a few months ago, Alex, but I think if you experience a brand new iPad Pro, or yeah, definitely a Pro actually, with that new affinity, and you actually spend some time getting to learn. All the all the hidden things hidden. It's not as obvious as most apps. There's a lot of hidden technology behind pull-out bits and stuff like this. It's mm. a bit confusing, actually. You, this this is why in, within the app itself, they've had to include videos and how you do sure. various things. But I, I reckon because I, I know you haven't had got an iPad Pro, and I know you haven't tried a Finny, you should tr- give this application a go, and I think it will open your eyes to what is possible and right. it also it also shines a light on why although although adobe has ported over uh, lightroom to it, for example to the ipad it's hindered it in a, a way but if they ever come up and do photoshop for ipad pro that was also like affinity has basically thrown a gauntlet down to them and said well there you go it can be done we yeah. are we we are not photoshop but we did this and it's a very good application as well as well as their their Mac application is fantastic as well. And it's a one-off purchase, which a lot of people enjoy yeah. rather than the subscription. But, uh, again, yeah, they, they have definitely taken the pro market on board with this. And there's stuff in there. If you're a pro, you'll be able to find and sort out and improve your photos. And if you're an amateur, then one button click will also fix it yeah, well. Yeah,
1: sure. But that is that's the beauty of the new iPad Pro range because what they've actually done, they've put in the, the, the power in the machine to accommodate this and also the pen the pen is actually a i used to work on i still do occasionally but whack on tablets and sometimes the pen as an input device is far superior to anything else Mm. now i can see where they're going but it's still it's it's almost like two worlds colliding it's getting to the point now you've got to decide whether you're you're if you like if you're lifting your game or you're compromising your game but there is a very very strong middle ground there which didn't exist until recently excellent yeah,
2: definitely. excellent i i think that um the, the, carl is right in the change that apple is doing but i wanted to comment go back to your the touch bar as well alex because i i saw it slightly differently and we we're we're all you know open to our own opinions and they're, they're very often wrong especially mine but but i i what i deemed yeah, your, your
1: wife told me that yeah <laughs> what,
2: what what i deemed apple were trying to do was to actually bring some of the benefit of some of the processes that have got with the touch capability from the ios ecosphere onto the um the macbooks because i've got a touch screen windows machine and i hate it (laughs) i do not use it at all i've tried it and as soon as i see other people messing about with it and fiddling about with it i think just use your mouse and it (laughs) winds me up no end and i think that's and i think that apple also see that That actually touching up to the screen some of it is really natural to touch the screen and do stuff on your screen rather than actually go down to your mouse or your keyboard but they have not implemented the process well at all now it may get better it may get better so you know if it does great but at this point in time it's awful and what I thought Apple were trying to do was bring some of that functionality to that touch bar but I, I equally see where your thoughts are in that they're possibly trying to do something slightly different.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's bringing two worlds together. What to be honest, the compromise for me is a much, much better, a much more uh, delicate and um, oh, I don't know what the word is, a precise touchpad. Yeah, I think that's what's needed. Yeah. I could do a lot more editing with my fingers than yes. I do. I use a mouse. But the touchpad, it it doesn't register in any way. This, I try sometimes when I'm sort of sitting in, in the car waiting for a client, I try and sort of mess around trying to just edit something with my touchpad. Not a chance. It's It's a nightmare. But There's, something along those lines, something – it's not just the size. It's just not – It's not precise enough to do anything with other than move a cursor around around in blocks, if you like. (laughs) But um, that's the actual next, for me, that's the next stage of bringing the two things together properly.
2: Eye scanning. See where your eyeballs are.
1: (laughs) Stephen (laughs) Hawking's been doing it for years. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
0: Actually, I'm a bit concerned about the touch. I know you don't want to talk about the touch bar because it's about iPads. But no, I was a bit no, concerned no. Well, when they bought out new iMacs, and there's no touch bar, on these external keyboards, or even on the new wired one they bought, uh, the the bigger one they bought out. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of tough because if you're going to pull it in the the MacBook Pro range, yeah, it should be a, a, to make it successful and worth people developing for it. It needs to be across as many devices as possible, and and for them to already be admitting it from new products is a bit of a worry
1: <laughs> is that a, is that a security issue because they don't want to bring one in until it's got a fingerprint reader
0: possibly but there there could be i mean i don't know it depends how madly obsessive apple is about transferring that that token because oh. all it has to be is a yes or a no token all these security right. enclave could be in the keyboard i think technically um but then it just passes a yep he's okay or no it's not him
1: because okay, remembering, you don't actually need the visual feedback of that thing you know you could have the visual feedback actually on the bottom of the screen you just need the thing that measures your finger
0: (laughs) yeah but like i say i just i just found it concerning that they bought out new products since introducing it and and none of them have got the new
1: well don't forget they brought out the mac pro two years ago which they've actually had to admit didn't really work the way they're supposed to so maybe they're just going do you know what let's hold our horses here and not make another major major error
0: they do They have made the wrong footing from that time to time i know some people like to forget that but it's true yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> apple make a wrong foot a wrong turn well Never. the thing is the thing is if
0: they make a wrong foot it's quite obvious to everyone but yeah, you know, yeah. if like some other small company like makes a, like one pc that doesn't well, like, work what well, like microsoft yeah i mean and they just stick like,
1: of expectation isn't it yes. and that's all
0: it is yeah true yeah. well they've got that to carry well in a few weeks time everyone's going to be everyone's seen what samsung's produced and they went okay yeah that's nice now what are you doing and that's you know, hoisted by your
1: own petard
0: <laughs> but
2: i'm glad i bet they're glad of it yeah they're not doing too bad off the back of it let's let's admit that so uh, yeah excellent well i think that tur- that turned out into a super ipad conversation um thank you for your input guys i think um i think we're going to take us out or i'm going to take us out uh so we can jump into the third break um but before i go if you've got a view on uh, the ipad and where you think it's going where you think it'll be how you use it then obviously contact the show and um and tell us all about it and use the skype number yes that will be coming up in a few minutes time anyway stand by just stand by and we'll be right back yes we will (laughs) looking for a podcast to get your geek on then listen to my favorite ladies podcast the three geeky ladies join alissa suze and vicky as they discuss tech products and other topics that caught their attention the three geeky ladies podcast on the my mac podcasting network the only
0: apple podcast that spells xylophone with a z the g-men on the my mac podcast
2: Hi everyone, and welcome to the final section of the Mighty My Mac Podcast 670. Yes, it is mighty because we've got three—well, one, <laughs> one enormous person on the podcast today, and two normal-sized people. I think I, I can't say that, can I? I can't say normal size because you that's, can't say anything that's nowadays. Like, that's like heightist, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Why can't we, we just pick on it?
1: Carl's intellect instead? <laughs>
0: No. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you can, Alex. And, and to point that out, I'm nodding my head. Hit
2: it. Gaz's, Gaz's tips. Most Gaz's tips. Most Gaz's, Gaz's tips. Most Gaz's it's tips. time for Gaz's tip. God, I was ready. I was ready. Okay, this tip is headlighted save text snippets for quick reuse. Or reuse. Um, I snatched this from Macworld. I don't care admitting it. Um, But here's a neat trick for those who work with words on their Macs. Now, I found this and I thought, you know, this can be quite useful. I've tried it a couple of times. I don't know quite where I'm going to use it, but it is quite a good little tip. So if you highlight text in an application and click and drag that text to a folder or to the desktop, the text is turned into a file these files are called text clippings and they will take their file name from the first few words of the excerpt that you've copied and moved if there's any formatting applied to the text it will be saved also there's an excellent way th- this is an excellent way of filing away anything that you've had to edit out of a document but want to keep for other purposes uh, and this would have been really, really useful for me the other day because I had to send a load of emails out. And those emails, I can't send a block load out. And I do it for East Midlands referees. And I had to send the same piece of text time and time again. But I had to do it within um, the web um uh, email client that I use I don't have this particular email client uh, on my uh, Outlook or not my Outlook but my uh, mail client on my Mac so if I would copied this and if I'd seen this tip before that I could have copied this tip put it onto my um, desktop and then just dragged it in so basically all you have to then do is uh, to view the contents of the clipping is just double click it and select it or hit the space to bring it up in Click Look. Excuse me. Now it does say that you can't edit the file, which I have tried to do and they're correct. But if you want to reinsert the text into a document, you just click and drag the clippings file on top of the program window after positioning the cursor where you'd like it to be inserted. Once reinserted in this way, the text clippings file won't be deleted. So you can use the clippings again and again and again, just as I wanted to do the other day. Um, So you can use it in the documents as many times as you wish. So I pinched that tip from Macworld. I think it's a great little tip. I'd never come across it before. Give it a go. See if it's useful to you. I shall be using it in the future. And guess what, Carl? What's that, sir? Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. tips. (laughs) Is that the uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish?
0: Gaz's tips. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't nod my head. (laughs) I know. I was. I was
2: doing it silently. I knew that that Alex was nodding his head because he was oh, thinking. I, I he was, I was nodding his head, thinking that's a really good tip. Well, you know what? I, Go
1: on. I only I did know about that, but purely accidentally about a month ago, I was doing sort of what you were doing, and I was trying to edit something. Yeah. And I went to drag and drop, and I just missed the page I was dropping it, on and it ended up on the desktop. <laughs> and so I opened it, wondering what this new file was that I'd accidentally created, and I was like. Well, that's like having an infinite amount of word clipboards. Yes, and it was just like, and what? Wow, n- did, why
2: didn't I know about that? Because that is so useful? It is because I tell you what: if if somebody's saying, "Well, why don't you just copy the text and then paste it in?" If you have to make a few copies of different pieces of information into different areas, then this is a brilliant way of having those three different clipins and then being able to drop them into the different sections. But, Huzzah!
1: You don't necessarily want to make the new document. No. It's like a sure. highlighter. Yeah, yeah. You could be going through a lovely long document, and instead of highlighting, you could just drag them, drop them onto your desktop, yeah. and then create a new document afterwards. You don't need to be copying, pasting, or leaving it in a clipboard. It's brilliantly simple. Yes, and I only is. found out completely
2: accidentally because I'm inept. <laughs> Well, I found out about it because I had to go searching for Gaz's tips. <laughs> <That's very interesting. laughs> but I actually, th- I actually thought I was the only one
1: that didn't know that. No, 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 no.
2: No, no. There's never a stupid question, Alex, ever in there's any business. There stupid answers. There, there can be stu- <laughs> stupid answers, yeah. Anyway, um, my pick is actually Mac DVD Ripper Pro. Hmm. That's because I have to copy lots of DVDs that I made of my family whilst on holiday so I can Or use you're them. in America
1: and it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> yeah. fair,
0: fair use in America, I've Just we don't believe in that in this country. No, don't, I,
2: don't, and I don't. I believe that that's true and we shouldn't have fair use for doing things like this. Um, so I use this to copy my own personal DVDs. <coughs> um <laughs> It, it it's currently on offer 24.95 US dollars uh you can try it for the uh first five personal dvds that you've got <laughs> um and um yeah it's normally 49.95 um i think it used to be oh there was another application and they've actually that application has now stopped and they moved it over to this anyway i i've used it for all those personal dvds it's great go out take a look if you need this particular type of application this is certainly one that should be top of your list to check out um, can i just add one thing go on please you know you, you go
1: you get yes of course you know you get those bundles that um, uh, mac Oh, they all do the same bundle and i'm actually convinced they're all the same company anyway <laughs> but you know you go get those bundles yes this is always in it
0: is it yeah yeah Yeah. normally most of the time this is definitely in like or whatever it's called i'm not sure
1: yeah there's hundreds of them and they all come out on the same day and i'm pretty sure if you can
2: find one of those bundles yeah, exactly (laughs) it might save you even more money i
0: always get frustrated by those bundles because there'll be always more that i've already got than what i haven't got and it makes it yeah
1: well they are great it's like i used a rapid weaver and it's cheaper for me to wait for the bundle to come out for the new Rapid Weaver than to upgrade the old one. <laughs> so I always get Rapid Weaver for sort of $20, including nine other things. Or I can do the upgrade for $35. And I'll go, you know what, I'll wait.
0: There you go. That can be, that can be Guy's tip. Pa- yeah, guy's tip, patience is a virtue. <laughs> Carl, what's your yes. pick? Uh, mine's an application and a, a service called Buffer. So I used, I tried to use this a Buffer? few years ago. Does it Buffer. polish your car for you?
1: It? No, it means you're more buff than the next person. Oh,
0: <laughs> buffing it. No, it. it it's, a, it's a service and an app. So if you're into social media, if you've got a lot of social media presence, i.e., different Twitter accounts, different. Uh, I never base... get presents from my social media friends. Don't you? Yeah. Really? You, you're not blackmailing them enough then. Ah, right. That's the trick. That's what it is. So, so if you've got – like if it becomes a pain to put out your messages all around your different social uh, places that you've got online, you can add them all into Buffer once you've created an account. Uh, unless you find interesting things to share, you can queue them all up. And then instead of just like creating this onslaught of all your social me- media posts, it can – it can spread it can schedule them out however you want them or you can print or you can post them straight away but what i found it good for is so when i finish the show obviously and you have to push out to all your social media where the shows up shows up shows available go and grab it quickly as soon as possible please now instead of having to go to all these different places all at once i can just go to one site type in my message press post and it goes everywhere and uh, and it's fantastic if you've got a lot of social media points of core it's really helpful for you uh it's free to start off with but if you want to go up and add more accounts you have to get the awesome level which is ten dollars a month i think the
2: awesome level is that what they call it is it yeah
1: i want the the someone else do it for me level
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'd like that as well actually
0: well that's the tim cook level you have to get pay someone else to do it
1: well, you have to be CEO of the most yeah. successful company on the planet. Yeah. There's not that many people that no, have that opportunity.
0: There's, then. there's no grey area in between. It's either do it yourself or be Tim Cook. That's it, Fred.
2: <laughs> right, I'm not depressed. <laughs> Alex. You should be, I know you. <laughs> Alex, do you have a pick at all, at all, at all, at all? I do, actually. Good man. Thank you very
1: much for asking. Right, now, Carl really, really kindly gave me an iMac recently. Um, nice machine, a few years old, does everything that I needed another iMac to do and I couldn't be more grateful thank you very much Carl I mean I know make fun of him but he's an incredibly generous man I hate to think what it's going to cost me in the long term but at the oh, moment it's going
2: to cost you a lot I yeah.
1: know very kind but one of the, the, the things I needed it had it was Thunderbolt 1 I think or it is Thunderbolt it's not a was I haven't broken it yet <laughs> so what I did is now Belkin do two docking stations they do one which is Thunderbolt 2 obviously backwards-compatible to Thunderbolt 1, and one which is Thunderbolt 3. Now, the reason I wanted that is because it then adds full-speed USB 3 to the old iMac, as well as um, uh, extra audio jacks, um, more FireWire jack. I think it's FireWire. Anyway, but what it does, and uh, Thunderbolt jacks, and what it's enabled me to do with this machine not only has it added USB 3, which has saved me a fortune on storage, because I can now buy more reasonably priced USB 3 backup drives because I back up an awful lot of stuff. Um, I mean, I can go Thunderbolt, like go Raid and all that, but you're talking, you're into thousands of pounds before you start. And what I tend to do is I have a drive. I mean, I've got an eight terabyte drive recently for like £110 pounds or something. That won't take an awful long time to fill up. Do it in a cupboard next drive, and that's the way I work. And not only does this add USB 3.0 to it, but I only found that accidentally, but it adds the ability to run a three-screen setup rather than a normal two. Because of it's an external Thunderbolt thing, once you've got the output from the Mac, so you've got the Mac and your one extendable extended screen on either Thunderbolt or is it HDMI, um, yeah, no, it's called DisplayPort or something. It looks exactly the same as Thunderbolt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. because this finger's got two outputs, and obviously you've got one to input, you can then put another screen off of this. So you can run a three-screen, completely separate setup on an older Mac.
2: Yeah, so... so, so, none so the port-
1: of them, none of so, your screens need to be Thunderbolt screens, which is the beauty.
2: Yeah, so... The- um, because with the old, one, with the
1: newer match, that's, Macs, true.
2: that's true. You that's, have to yes. have
1: Thunderbolt yeah. screens yeah. to run three screens. With this box, I'm in fact, I mean, I'm running it on the third screen is I don't even know what it was, what it is, DVI or something, but it's it's um, it's a converter out of this box onto a cable into another screen, and so it's given me a three screen setup, plus USB three, plus you know various other ports that maybe. I would use. I won't use. Now it's not cheap. I, I mean, Amazon are doing the uh, the Thunderbolt two version for hundred and well, it's one hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, I think the USB as uh, Thunderbolt three version is might be two hundred and fifty pounds. But what it what it gives you back for an older Mac and the usability for an older machine which let's face it as long as you've got ssd and enough ram in it you're talking about a quad core machine and it will basically do nearly anything you could throw at anyway you for 150 or pounds you've turned an older machine which the only thing that lets it down is its input and output speeds you've now turned that into something very 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 usable with a triple display screen for 150 pounds, and it might be the best 150 pounds I've spent in an awful long time.
2: Because we've got to say that the, even though it's Thunderbolt 1 or 2, those are still pretty fast speeds.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Thunderbolt dead... 1, I think it's 10, 10 whatever it is, 10
2: hmm, yeah, gigahertz, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, and then it goes 10, 20, 40, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it Thunderbolt 1 is still faster than usb3 yeah yeah so you know it it gives you that and it also brings vastly brings down the cost of all the other peripherals that you want to plug into it so yeah i think it to me it's the best 150 pounds i spent for it in a long time
2: good cool good cool i like i've got a Thunderbolt port um dock which i got from owc um and if you're thinking about doing it and you're based in the UK think carefully folks because uh the charge from uh her majesty's government can be somewhat restrictive <laughs> at times if they catch on to it oh dear um but it, it exactly that it's made it made my old mac usb3 compliant um uh, because it's got three two or three uh usb3 ports and it's got um uh, video output ports though so that was a bit of a problem for me though alex because i added my old dell screens next right. to this next to this
1: 5k screen uh, yeah you might get a little bit of mismatch you pull it off of one and you end up with one character on the next one
2: eh? yeah and uh, equally looking at the two screens it just it was hard work so i i i'd stop that but if i get a, a high definition screen in the future i'll be able to still use this
1: well, the, the thing for me i work on the middle screen as in, say, Photoshop, mm-hmm. on my right-hand screen, I normally have Bridge or whatever it is yeah. with all the images in the stacks. But I need the third screen because I've got emails coming in all day. I've got various things yeah. happening that yeah, I need yeah. to run office-wise. And the three things almost like having three completely separate computers but all running to. off the same central point. It works yeah. brilliantly.
2: no, no, no. Plus he I, looks I, like I a hacker. He looks like yeah. a hacker, yeah. <laughs> he's
1: got, but he's as a- Carl says, I need those funny green... That's, just yeah, got,
2: that's right he's got the matrix uh, numbers scrolling down that that th- the fourth screen which he's not told us about carl <laughs> yeah <laughs> we can
1: airplay on top of that but i think that might be slightly excessive
2: <laughs> excellent pick i like it i like it a lot go over and see if you can actually find that in your local country But if you're in the UK, 150 quid sounds pretty good if you want to update an old Thunderbolt 1 um, machine that you've got and start seeing the speeds of USB 3. Excellent, folks. Well, that's been absolutely superb. There has been a bit of feedback on Facebook with reference to um, the fact that Guy wasn't on last week and he's not going to be on this week. Um, But it, it was quite funny for me. But I don't think anybody else will find it that funny. But there you go. There's No Guy, No Guy 2, and then followed by The Return of the Guy. Personally, I think that's The Return of the No Guy Guy. Four no-show shows shows. Anyway... That that was pretty much it on social media this week, uh, guys. Would you like to give your contact details again one more time? This is the last time. I'll never ever ask you again until you're on the next time. Um, Carl, where can people find you? Listen to you? Shoot you? Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> where can where can they do it? Uh, you can get hold of me on Twitter at claw
0: zero one zero one. Like I say, you can get hold of the Mac and Full Show or here and there, available on any podcatcher you wish to look at.
2: Alex, where would you like people to contact you, or would you prefer that they didn't? Yeah, the
1: anonymity. Anyone but the the police, or someone that knows about Mac Ripper Pro, or whatever it was. Um, Yeah, please, if you feel that you need to. Um, Very British life, and I really would be very obliged if you did. I
2: like people. Really? No. (laughs) get the truth out there um okay so if you want to contact guy send an email because if you want to receive an email from guy and obviously because you do that guy's the one because he never ever i screwed up no ever uh send an email guy at mymac.com. or you can tweet him on the twitters twitter.com forward slash mac parrot ah I had my finger ready, Carl, but you, you just got there, That's not why I, I went, just because you had your finger ready. <laughs> if you'd like to contact me, you can send an email to gaz, G-A-Z. Z-Z, Z. Z. Z, sorry. Car, cars. I the way from the mic. I was away Zed, from the mic. Car, Z cars. Cars. G-A-Z. Z cars. No, just say cars. <laughs> G-A-Z. Cards At my Mac.com. He's got it folks Bye georgie has got it um, You can also Tweet me Twitter.com Forward slash Gazmaz G-A-Z Cards At M-A-Z Friends <laughs> Or send An email To both Guy and myself On the Twitters Not an email It's a tweet um, Twitter.com Forward slash Guy and Gaz G-U-Y-A-N-D G-A-Z Bosses Back <laughs> You're upset now, aren't you? You can also send an email to feedback at mymac.com. That's F-W-E-D-B-A-C-K at mymac.com. Send us a note over Skype. Go on, do it. Because actually it costs um, Guy money. And he said, "Carlin, it costs it costs Guy money if you actually use this number. Please do it. Please. <laughs> Go on. If you were the CEO of Apple,
1: it really wouldn't matter.
2: (laughs) Well, we're not, so we want to bankrupt him, all right? It's plus one, seven, zero, three, four, three, six, nine, five, zero, one. No, don't bankrupt him, really, because he's he's the one that normally does all the editing of the show, and I've got to do it this week. Plus one, seven, zero, three, four, three, six, nine, five, zero, one. Guys, thank you very, very much for coming on the show. I think it's been a cracker. I know that there's hiss in the background, if you can hear it. Um, Sorry about that, folks. I'll try and do my best to uh, get rid of it, but I've got a feeling that I might not as well. Um, Well, that's it. So I think, Carl and Mm -hmm. Alex, that we're good enough as a Mm -hmm. team, that Mm -hmm. we're smart enough. And, you know, Mm -hmm. dog got it people like us mm-hmm.
0: i would do the silly language but there doesn't appear to be one this week <laughs> so instead i'll just say
2: end very good it's like you've been here before Thanks for downloading
0: and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, the Let's Talk Podcasts, Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts.
1: You know, this is the only podcast I've ever been on that you need a pre-week course to be able to one read the document and two have a clue what the hell's yeah, going on
0: that's right it's very selective <laughs> i mean it's sunday night now i started last tuesday <laughs> get a degree at the end if you finish this i tell yeah, you birkbeck college <laughs>
2: or
1: the okay. very unopened university can I, yeah.
2: can I just say alex you failed <laughs> <laughs> back to the YTS O-levels for you O-levels A-levels whatever the
0: hell they are this week grade one GCSEs oh, GCSEs I think, G-CSEs.
2: I think. G-CSEs